Hello. We have not been in the same room together, all three of us, in quite a while. It's been quite a few months. We're all in different states right now. That's so true. It's been quite a few months since we were all together. (laughs) And we were just living in New York together for COVID. We were. Yeah. Yeah, living together for the first time since we were children, all three of us. (laughs) Oh, was a challenge. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah, apparently our childhood home wasn't actually built for five adults. Who knew? (laughs) Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care, and as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. I'm very excited to be asking a whole bunch of questions of you guys today and talking about being sisters and what that means, because I don't have any sisters. I have a brother and and we are very, very different people. We finally get along. So yay. But (laughs) I'm excited to know what like having sisters is like. That's going to be very interesting. So let me introduce you guys. I'm going to let's start with Kayla. We all know and love Kayla so very much. Our human design guru here on the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Kayla is the oldest of these three fabulous sisters, a fabulous intuitive human design coach and a newfound lover of dogs. Kayla, I'm so proud of your dog mom (laughs) status. Um, (laughs) We also have your two sisters on the podcast. We have Marley Mason, uh, our middle sister, two years younger than Kayla, accountant extraordinaire, and a recent cat mom. And of course, Sabrina, the youngest of the three, five years younger than Marley, seven years younger than Kayla. She is a musician, songwriter, sound engineer, and our fabulous producer for our podcast. So this is really, truly a family effort. Kayla, why don't you start us off? Tell us about your relationship with both Marley and Sabrina. (sighs) Okay, cool. (laughs) My sisters, my sisters are, are like... They're part of my flesh. Um, I love both of them so much. Um, it's funny. I don't know that I've ever asked, had anyone ask me to describe my relationship with my sisters like that. And it's even funnier because I helped you come up with these questions and I was <laughs> not ready for it at all. Um, surprise! <laughs> uh, surprise! Uh, yeah. So my relationship with Marley is uh, she and I have always been neck and neck, two years apart um, from when we were little kids. And then we lived together for a significant period of time after college and went through a lot of roller coasters as far as our relationship. And we have come out on the other side and I 
love her so much. She's one of my best friends. Um, and I feel like the way that we have healed our relationship is one of those situations where we could have chosen to not heal that relationship. And I've heard of a lot of siblings who don't, who just say, never mind, I'm just not going to talk to that person anymore. And because we worked through it and because we knew how important it was and we decided that it was important to us, we have built a much stronger relationship than we ever dreamed that we would have. And I'm so proud of us for that. Um, then my relationship with Sabrina is uh, she was my baby, baby sister for a very long time, being seven years younger than me. Um, and I think it wasn't until I remember it's when she was 11 <laughs> and I was, I think, 18 and I had just moved out of the house and I came home for a break of some kind. And that was when we started baking together. Aww. <laughs> and that was the thing that started our actual relationship because before that point she was just a little kid in my house um and then we started to really build a relationship from there and i feel like my relationship with sabrina we never really had like an intense like at each other's throats kind of sisterhood because there was so much space between us we didn't get as big of a chance to bond as adults um and over the last like you know, a couple of years, really during COVID, we were, we lived together during COVID the entire time, which was something that we hadn't done since she was a child, since we were children. Um, and it really, I think in a similar way to the way that Marley and I worked on our relationship, Sabrina and I were able to start being more mindful about the way that we spoke to each other and the way that we took care of our relationship. Um, and I feel like we've really built a beautiful friendship now as well. And Sabrina is also one of my best friends. Um, so it's really wonderful for me not only to get to be so close with her as my sister and my and my friend, but also working together um, and getting to do this podcast together has been such an amazing experience. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've been through a lot of transformation with both of you guys because our childhoods are were so different than the relationships we've created and i feel very very close to both of you and i think when we all discovered human design it really helped us to understand a lot of the things that we had struggled with previously and i think especially for sabrina and i it really helped us to understand some of the stuff that we were struggling with in the in the moment um so yeah, I'm excited to see where this takes us. That was that was really well said. That was so profound. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was a really oh, good summary. Yeah, that was. Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, I, I want to hear from the other sisters, too. Marley, can you corroborate anything that Kayla's described? Or, like, what's different about, you know, how you connect with your sisters as the middle sister? Yeah, so something that we've talked about before is that as the middle sister, I kind of was closer to both of them in a lot of ways, just because of my placement age-wise. But I think that because of that closeness, it, it was kind of like a lot of fighting. So I had a lot of intense fights with both of them. 
And it was, there were times when Kayla and Sabrina were teaming up on me and I felt very overwhelmed by this. Um, And I think that that's really where our personality clashes shined because I think that both Sabrina and Kayla have very, very strong personalities. And as far as like human design goes, I think this really helped explain like what was happening. Um, But Kayla can talk about that more later, but basically... I was not the strongest personality, I guess, out of the three of us. And so I often felt attacked um, in our young life together. But that wasn't without a beautiful friendship as well. Because when you fight with people, you also have very strong friendships with them, at least if you're lucky. So I was lucky to have a very beautiful friendship with both Kayla and Sabrina growing up as well but it has definitely calmed down over the last several years uh, so that we are way more supportive of each other and I kind of have learned like how to how to approach each other better and like where we kind of why where we were coming from as children like why we often felt like you know I was feeling attacked and and Kayla didn't know like what, why I was feeling that way. And and we really like, we've explored like where all these things happened and, and whatnot. And, and yeah. Well, I'm hoping that you guys will (laughs) share a little bit about some of that exploration on like where, what, what you learned from human design and how you've learned to be better um, sisters and friends and just overall great people to each other. Um, Yeah. Sabrina, Tell us about being the youngest sister of the three Mason girls. Uh, okay. <laughs> Definitely had a different, I feel like a very different childhood growing up with them because as we, we've talked about our parents so many times and they sound like completely different parents than the parents that raised me, despite the fact they were the same exact people. But because I'm so much younger than them, it was really like I was raised by different parents and there was just a different vibe, a different attitude that I got towards them than what Marley and Kayla got. And when I was really young, you know, I I felt left out a little bit because they were so much older and they could bond. Like sometimes they would just sit at the dinner table like doing sign language because they knew I couldn't read it. And I was like, no, I want to know everything. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they would also like fight a lot. It It was like sometimes they would be really together and sometimes they would be fighting and I would Kayla and I would agree on something and be fighting with Marley and it was just like there was a lot of fighting happening when we were younger (laughs) but through that just like Marley said we we created like really great relationships even though that sounds like the opposite of what would happen but (laughs) we did we we somehow worked through all of our well we're still working on it but we are starting to work through all our childhood traumas and things that we went through and beginning to get past it and become a lot closer. Um, sorry, this is my first ever podcast and I'm very nervous and I'm just a stream of consciousness. But I love how you and I don't really know what to say. A producer but. of a you've been a producer of a podcast before you've actually been on a podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm the behind the scenes person. You know? I'm not like. Used to being on the the video here and speaking and yeah. <laughs> well, you're Same. doing a great I job. Feel, you yeah. do great. You do great. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, so 
man. <clears throat> but I wanted to get into how once Kayla introduced human design to us, it really kind of helped all of us figure out how we related to each other, just like Marley was saying. And especially like, because Kayla and I really butted heads when we were living together during COVID and we were fighting and it was like really weird because that has never happened to us before. And when she discovered human design, it kind of just like opened up this whole new world and it was like, oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. Tell me about how you guys moved past some of this fighting, right? You, I think you've all talked about how you guys fought a lot as kids. Um, and it all kind of come, comes back to Kayla discovering human design and you guys getting a better understanding of why there was so much fighting. How did you guys move past all of that? What did you do specifically? What did you learn about yourselves that you could say, hey, I know why we're fighting about X, Y, and Z now? Do you want, like, I feel like maybe we could each answer this question. Sure. One at a time based on how our experience has been. Um, I'll, I'll start just because I I'm, I brought human design into this whole situation. Um, <laughs> so I think one of the biggest things, uh, I know what Sabrina was just referencing, so I'll talk about Sabrina and I first. Um, one of the things that we discovered is that both of us have undefined mind and head centers, but when we're together, we define both our mind and head centers. And we define them, but we don't connect them to a throat. So we create this mind energy together, which, and I had a theory about this, and she and I have officially tested and tried this theory. But my concept is that if you create energy with somebody else, you get to share that energy together. And so I thought that since we created mind energy, that we should be able to read each other's minds. Turns out we can absolutely read each other's minds. And one of the things that was, yes, one of the things that was literally causing most of our fights was that we would have the same idea at the same time. And one of us would say it first and the other one would say, that was my idea. (laughs) Got very competitive. (laughs) Literally like get upset. Yes. It was like, it was like, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Like it would become that's what I was going to say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What's just so funny is that so much of it was this competition. It was this like, oh, you must be saying that I'm stupid because I wouldn't have thought of that first when we literally thought of it together because we were creating the mind energy together and coming up with the idea at the same time together. Um, and when we discovered that, Every time we had the same thought at the same time, it was just like funny. All of a sudden it was like, (laughs) oh shit. It's like we just thought of the same thing at the same time. It literally happened at the beginning of this podcast. We we said the exact same thing at the same time. And Sabrina was like, I I was just going to say that. Uh, (laughs) Wow. So that was a big thing with Sabrina. Huh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think, yeah, when we had to live together during COVID um, as adults, it kind of like came out in this like competitive way. Whereas like when we were younger, we kind of like played off of each other and always had the same opinions about things. We didn't know why we had the same opinions, but we just did. And we always had this weird, like not weird, but like cool kind of bond. And then as we got to be an adult, it then started to become a competition. Like, well now, you know, now we're like on the same level. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's also so interesting because of what Marley just said about how we would gang up on her (laughs) when we were kids. And I think that's probably a big part of this is that we didn't we just had the same idea at the same time, because I remember being in those situations and thinking, like, why is she so upset? This is just what makes sense. And Sabrina and I, because we had literally come up with the same idea at the same time and agreed on the same thing, because obviously. And Marley has her own defined mind and head centers. (laughs) So she had her own idea of the way things should be and was like, no, guys, why can't you tell that this is the way it's supposed to be? So it's just kind of a big, big competition there between between the two minds, one of two people. Yeah. And one that was just one person. (laughs) Yeah, I never made that connection before. That's me either. Yeah, so true. <laughs> but yeah. it makes so yeah. much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, human design is still helping you guys like tie the bonds. I love human design. <laughs> Put it all together. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, um, and then uh, in relation to Marley with myself. Marley has her whole lower body is all undefined. Um, For anyone who's been following along on the podcast, uh, our last episode was with my partner, PJ, who actually has a very similar design to Marley's, which I find to be like the universe's like big, you know, here, figure out how to deal with a person who has this design so that when you meet the love of your life, you will know how to handle him. And that's literally exactly what happened i mean it was like marley and i healed our relationship and within like months pj came on the scene and i learned how to deal with both of them and i learned how to be present with both of them at the same time so they both have (laughs) a defined head mind and throat and then everything else undefined so they do a lot of absorbing they do a lot of absorbing emotion and identity and uh survival and all of the things that are like deeply grounded in our bodies marley does a lot of absorbing of those things um and so one of the big things that we used to struggle with as kids was i would say something And then Marley would get very, very, very upset. And I never knew what I had done. I never knew what I had said. I never knew whether it was the way I said it or the words that I actually said. But she would get extremely upset extremely quickly. And then I would be upset. But I was much better at, as I know now, repressing my emotions. Because I have a defined emotional center. So with my defined emotional center, I create emotions. I create them and I emit them out into the world. So people who have undefined emotional centers, like Marley, absorb my defined emotions. (laughs) And especially as a child, and this is something that as we grow, people with undefined emotional centers can get much better at recognizing when it's not their emotions and not getting super upset. But if you're with undefined centers, you are absorbing energy and amplifying that energy and then reflecting it back. So in those moments when we were children and I was saying something and then not understanding why Marley was upset, more than likely it was because I was upset. 
because I had gotten upset about whatever it is that we were talking about, or I was anxious about something, or I was holding on to another emotion that I didn't want to talk about, and Marley was feeling it. And so as soon as I engaged her, she just immediately, that emotion became something that she couldn't control. It became something that just poured out of her. And so we would have these giant screaming fights. And I know that you know anyone who's ever been in the same room as us when we're having a fight, it is, it takes up the entire room. It's terrifying. And we do everything in our power to not do that anymore because it's really terrifying. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Sabrina coming in like, yes, I, I concur. It is. Yes. <laughs> I have witnessed this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of the time that we were, that we most recently had that fight in uh, San Diego. We hadn't fought in a very long time. Um, but we had spent the entire month of February taking a road trip across the country together. And so we were holding on to a lot of emotions <laughs> that we were dealing with and didn't really know how to deal with. Um, Kayla, would you like to share that? Oh, story? sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very interesting because we had had a fine road trip. There had been a few bumps in the road. There'd been a few ups and downs, sure. Um, but I, both Marley and Sabrina have undefined emotional centers. Actually, <laughs> this is a very similar situation to what happens with the head because you, you two create a defined emotional center. So you don't create mm. emotions on your own. But when you're together, you, you feel things and you need to process them together. Um, and I have a defined emotional center. So I create emotion and you guys both absorb it. Um, and so one of the the thing that Marley's talking about here is we there was this very large argument that occurred. Um, and it was I realized later that I had gotten very anxious um, because it was getting close to the time that they were leaving. Um, it was getting close to the time that I was going to have to go figure out how to make my own life in San Diego. Um, and before that point, I feel like I had stayed pretty level for the whole trip. Um, and we were actually super cognizant throughout the whole trip for me to stay level because like, it was very clear that, for instance, when we were driving, if I got anxious, everybody else got anxious. But if I stayed calm everything was fine. <laughs> and so if I like there was this one day where there was a windstorm and we were driving through West Texas. Don't ever drive through West Texas. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> no, it was a huge windstorm. Uh, and Sabrina is our 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 resident defined sacral. Um, and she was able to make those decisions in a moment, listen to her gut, and she was our driver, man. She kept us going. I don't know what we would have done without her. Um, but so she's driving, and she's getting us through this windstorm. And I was so anxious. Like, I was getting so upset. And so I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to put on my headphones and watch The Vampire Diaries. 
<laughs> and I ended up talking to my friend Eliza to just sort of like tune you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She had to get in somebody else's energy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like too emotional. It's too much. So that was a very big theme is when I got too emotional, so did everybody else. Um, and when we had this fight, I think I had finally hit the point of anxiety that was like, okay, I have to go find a house. I have to go live now. And I wasn't really talking about it because I wanted to enjoy our last few days. And then it came out anyway because <laughs> um, there it was a a very similar situation to the kind of things that happened when we were kids where it was a very innocuous uh, trigger and then emotions just flew and there was a lot of screaming and yelling and it was a really, really difficult situation and we were all said a lot of things that we didn't mean and it was a very hurtful circle of shit. Yeah, I believe I believe it started... I believe it started with me having an anxiety attack, which yes, which I feel yes. like was just not my own anxiety on its own because I didn't really feel that anxious on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that happens with PJ too. I have to, if I'm anxious, I need to like go be elsewhere because it will give him a panic attack. And he has had to work really hard to, like, keep my emotions out of his body because he will go full anxiety attack. So essentially what ended up happening during this long, it probably went on for like a half an hour to an hour of us just yelling at each other. And I finally, hurt and sad, went into the other room, removed myself from the situation and suddenly all of the yelling stopped and Marley and Sabrina had a civil conversation <laughs> and decided to be done with the argument. And I sat there in the other room thinking, it was me. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> oh, Kayla. Like, I was all the emotion and like, I think I actually had the thought before I left the room. I was like, I think this, I think I'm just feeling a lot of things. And so I left kind of like, I need to get out of here, but also. That's funny yeah. because I had that thought too in my mind when I was like, I think Kayla should leave. But I wasn't going to say that because it was like <laughs> not the time to tell somebody to leave the room, you know? But in the back of my head, I was like, I feel like Kayla should leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, God, that's so funny. And that's the thing. So I feel like this is one of those moments where, like, when you have a defined emotional center, sometimes it is your responsibility to remove yourself from a situation and go calm down. And I think that is so hard because, yeah, when you tell somebody to leave, often that makes them even angrier. That makes them even more upset. So if you can create the awareness of your own emotions and be like, oh, I'm having a lot of emotions right now, I might be part of the problem and go calm yourself down. I feel like that's, yeah. But it was very interesting to see it happen in real time between the three of us in that situation. Marley, Sabrina, what 
what do you guys, how do you guys sort of recover from, I guess, Kayla's defined emotions and, you know, what, how did you guys sort of sort it out to yourselves after Kayla left the room? I believe Sabrina started crying. (laughs) (laughs) And then seeing her cry made me really like, I don't know. It just, I felt really bad. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it was just, it was something I hadn't seen since I was a child that this situation. And so I think it hit like a really emotional place for me. (laughs) Yeah. I I can imagine why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But having a little bit more information from your personal human designs, were you able to like recognize in the moment what was happening or like not maybe in the moment, but afterward, were you able to sit back and say, ah, okay, I see why this happened. I see where this is coming from now. Yeah, I think so. Even in the moment. I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, I get like, Sometimes when we're in an emotional place and Kayla leaves the room, I feel like a weight has been just like the weight just leaves. It's like, you know, it's just gone. (laughs) And I think a lot of times when Marley Marley and I are talking, like, unless we're really mad at each other, we really we haven't fought like that in a long time. And we we can kind of just sit and talk. And I always think back to the time when when. uh. Kayla, I made, I made Kayla a cake when she was younger, and I wanted to surprise her with the cake for her birthday, and uh, and I give it to her, and I'm like, surprise, and she's like, oh, I already knew. I was like, are you serious? Like, what? <laughs> and so then, like, I was so upset, and I went to the bathroom, and like, Marley came in and after me, and she's like, she's like rubbing my back, and she's like, I know, Kayla's so mean. <laughs> we were just... <laughs> We've always just like been able to talk about these things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then, um, yeah, God, I don't that's know. hysterical. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I feel like we're still, I feel like we're still figuring out the whole coping and figuring out how to be present with it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that Kayla doesn't like space when you tell her you need space. And she's done a wonderful job of getting better at that. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. I, I am now in a relationship with someone who also needs a lot of space. Um, And I often will, you know, want to talk it out right here, right now and get everything out right here, right now, because my emotions hurt and I want them to not hurt anymore. Um, And sometimes the best thing is to just take a step back because exactly like, I mean, when, when I am having an emotion and that this is something I haven't actually said out loud, but like when I'm having an emotional situation, when I'm dealing with upset, I feel like I need to process those emotions right now. I want to process them. I want to get to the end. I want to go through the whole story and finish the emotion because my emotional wave, which is 
in human design, emotional waves are the way that we deal with emotion, are the way that we find creativity. And I have a collective emotional wave, which means that my emotions are huge. They're very big and overarching, and they take up a lot of space. So me finishing an emotion is a really big project. But another person who has an undefined emotional center who's trying to absorb that emotion from me and then amplifying it and reflecting it back at me, they are just going to get more and more and more and more upset because that's a lot of emotion. So me stepping away from a situation and allowing the person who has the undefined emotional center to clear out of my emotions so that instead of me creating a vortex of my own emotions in their emotion, undefined emotional center, I'm actually coming to them clean slate, I feel like is probably the best thing for any emotional situation that I'm dealing with. <laughs> and yeah. This was a discovery. Yeah. And I've been trying to learn how to how to ask for that space and to like be okay with and and really figuring out when I need that space, but then also being okay with asking for it. And I I actually am in a relationship with somebody who has a defined emotional center. And I've had to deal with the opposite situation that Kayla's dealing with PJ, where it's like, I need to learn when I really need space, because a lot of times when I do take that space, I just feel, I feel so much better. Like, I feel like I can process my emotions without anybody else's emotions affecting my own kind of thing. Like, I can just process everything that happened. I can think about it, whatever. And then I can talk to them about it and really have a more productive conversation about it. That's interesting, though, because... Wait, Marley, you have a defined or undefined emotion? Undefined. Okay. Never mind. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say about uh, while we're on the topic of emotions... Be having a defined emotional center, a lot of times people who have undefined emotions are people who are labeled as emotional. Um, and this is something that I know was a big thing in our childhood, that Marley was always the emotional one. Marley was always the one who was crying. She was always the one who got upset. Our parents would try to calm her down because she was always emotional. And it's interesting because when someone has an undefined emotional center and they are around somebody else who has defined emotions, having defined emotions means you have the ability to repress them. And myself and both of our parents have defined emotional centers. Um, and there was certainly a lot of emotional repression going on in that house. I'm just going to say it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, don't Marley I also was... have an undefined emotion too? That's you do. Sabrina, you also have undefined emotions. Yeah. Um, oh, but Marley so... and I create a defined emotion. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah so you and marley do you create defined emotions so you understand each other in a, like in an emotional way better than most people probably do and oh that's so funny sabrina's boyfriend she creates a, a defined emotional center with her boyfriend as well so essentially sabrina and i have both found men like marley <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I think we all need each other to help, like, process emotions, you know? Yeah. Or, like, you guys have taught each other to process and rein in. You know, for Kayla, you know, your... Um, your ability to feel her emotions has helped her to recognize that she needs to like take control or take responsibility for the emotions that she creates. So I find that very interesting that it's been such a teaching moment. Like you all are teaching each other how to continue relationships, not only with each other, but like taking that knowledge and, and putting it into other relationships with other people outside of this sisterhood that you guys have created or learned to, to grow into, um, which prompts me to ask you guys, like, how would you say your relationship as a trio changed since you guys were kids? And like, what, how would you define it currently? If one of you wants to jump in, I've done a lot of talking. (laughs) (laughs) But you're so good at it. (laughs) Uh, Marley, you go ahead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Did you ask how it has changed? Yeah. How would you say the the trio relationship, how has it changed? And what would you contribute to that? Well, I think we definitely um, enjoy hanging out with each other more than we used to. I think we focus on the things we enjoy doing together and the things that we bond over. There's a lot of things that I feel like is unique to every family unit. Um, you know, we sh- as sisters, we share parents and so we (laughs) share a lot of similar childhood traumas or I mean obviously different ones as well but you know as far as living in a similar place with our parents and stuff we have a lot of things that we like to talk about uh, that we experienced unique to our family and there's definitely things that we you know jokes that only the three of us get like I think that, you know, when we were younger, we were also just experiencing a lot of changes hormone wise that I think, you know, as you get older, you mature and you learn like how to, well, hopefully you mature. (laughs) Um, And I think that because we, we have done that, we no longer are at each other's throats all the time and we're able to bond as friends would do yeah and I think also um there's not as there's I think there's a lot of competition involved when it comes with all the same sex all females Mm -hmm. or even all men as all brothers all sisters like there's a lot of competition that comes with that just because you're both female or whatever and so I think we've finally as adults come to just sort of be our own and not it's not as you know, there's not as much competition going on. It's all just, you know, we've come into our own as adults and people. And and luckily, we were able to come together and and keep that friendship and bond. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think jealousy was a big issue that both me and Sabrina dealt with. And uh, 
definitely not no longer being in the same place and not having to, you know, fight for our parents' attention or fight for whatever we were competing for, as Serena was saying. It's definitely opened up a lot of ways for us to be friends. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. What do you think changed or what prompted the... Um... What prompted the end of this competition that you guys had as kids? Was it something that just came naturally or did you guys have to work at that? I know that Marley and I had to work at it very intensely. And I we were actually talking about this the other day. I think that as because Marley and I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I decided that I wanted to fix my relationship with Marley. And this was like. A long time ago. This was like right after she graduated from college. We're talking like almost 10 years ago, like seven, eight years ago, something like that. And I decided that I wanted to fix our relationship. Um, and I really had no idea what I was doing and didn't know how to accomplish that for a very long time. There was a lot of deep seated stuff. And I don't think either of us knew how to even talk about it. Um, and then I feel like it was after we all went to Bali together. Um, and actually, this is this has become a bit of a of a, a I don't know if it's a tradition, but it's definitely a thing that we do where the three of us will go on a giant uh, like travel adventure and just dive in really deep and like get to know each other in a way that we didn't know we could before. And like having that kind of experience together is a it's a huge catalyst and i feel like that's probably where the things that we decided to do came from because then as soon as i came back to the city i moved back in with marley and she and i really started to have a different relationship um and i feel like that was really the point where sabrina kind of became part of the trio we became a trio of sisters when we went to Bali. We spent, I, I was living in Bali at the time um, and they came to see me and we spent three weeks traveling all over Bali. And I think we hit Singapore, we hit Thailand, um, just kind of like full on three week super adventure experience. Um, and it was just you know, three girls in Southeast Asia and our parents were worried, but granted <laughs> I had already moved out there. And <laughs> But I think that that experience was probably a really big catalyst because it, it started the, we were now equals. I feel like in that place, we became three women who were on a trip together. It was no longer like me watching Sabrina or Marley on stage and being so proud of them and feeling almost like a proud parent. You know, it was it was no longer uh, them feeling like I was running the show and taking control of things. It was three women traveling together and we all had to contend with each other in that space. And I think when we really allow ourselves to just be the three of us, it's a very specific energy. Um, and I, I do know that when other people try to hang out with the three of us, it's a little difficult because the three of us kind of create a vortex of sisterhood. <laughs> and we do best when we are 
just us three. <laughs> We're very intense. We're like a pack of wolves. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, we're like a pack of wolves. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Now that you guys are separate, now that you are in different areas of the world at this point, how do you keep your relationship going as a sisterhood from here? Oh, I mean, right now I have, uh, and I've been doing this with all of the people that I love because it's very important to me. So I see all of you virtually. <laughs> um I have like set times that I talk to each of them and I have set times that I talk to our parents and there's a, a call where it's our parents and sometimes it's all five of us and I, I really like to make sure that I see my people because I think I I don't know if it is my responsibility, but I feel like I've taken it upon myself to take care of the emotions of our family. And <laughs> I am the person who has brought in the healing things. And I've said, let us talk. Let us have these conversations. And I've kind of been doing it for a while now. It started with Marley and then it was with Sabrina. And then the three of us kind of brought it to our parents. And like <laughs> then when we were home for COVID, it kind of became like, oh, OK, well, this is what we do now. And our parents were like, oh, oh, oh is, is this what we do now? <laughs> um so <laughs> we do a lot of talking about our feelings and I love it. Obviously, I mean, I'm a coach. Clearly, I found my calling. Um, but I feel like talking to my people and like being close with the two of you is so important to me. Um, hanging out all three of us, though, is something that we haven't really done since our road trip. And I, I don't know. I feel like there's something very... There's something very divine timing and like destiny based about when the three of us hang out because there's something very profound that happens when the three of us are in the same space and are working toward a common goal. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we do these big trips together, because I think we we bring a very specific energy to the world as a trio. I agree. I almost feel like we can kind of all talk to each other individually and always come back together as the three of us, like as if it's it's nothing new. Like even though we haven't done this in a while, all three of us talking, it's not like, oh, this is weird and new and uncomfortable. It's like, well, no, this is normal. This makes sense, you know, just is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the most comfortable places that exists for us. It's kind of like there's a level of comfort that comes with just being around our sisters. Yeah, yeah I think our parents um, kind of emphasize the importance of togetherness, like family for for us. And growing up, we always, even after we all went to college. They planned trips for all of us to be a part of. Like we all went to Kansas together for Thanksgiving every year. And like, that was the do. tradition. Yeah. We still do. Yeah. <laughs> we're still yeah. planning it right now. <laughs> yeah. And we so, have cousins in Kansas. Yes. Yes. We don't, yeah, we don't just, we don't just sit in the giant field and eat 
turkey. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't just go uh, to roll on the fields and stuff. Um, <laughs> but 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 anyway, no, we visit Dorothy. Um, but yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, our family has always done, has forced us to go on these vacations. And so I think at some point we were like, I feel like we have to figure this out because we keep on having to go on these vacations together. I can't get rid of you. You can't get rid of me. Like, and then Kayla was like, I know you want to get rid of me, Marley, but I'm not going anywhere. So that's that's very close to the way that it happened (laughs) (laughs) and as as kayla's told me i have that a a sense of community line or something so i'm always trying to make sure everybody is happy in the situation and try you know because if they're not if not everybody's happy then everything's gonna fall apart i don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the things that Sabrina has in her chart that actually uh, neither of us do is gate seven. Um, So there's a channel she had. It's called the the channel of the alpha is actually the name of the channel. So it's a connection between gate seven, which is the gate of collaboration and gate 31, which is the gate of the leader. So it's this meeting of leadership and collaborating. So you have an innate understanding of what we all need to do to work together you can see, ah, you're good at this. You can go do that thing. You're good at this. You can go do that thing. Um, But you are also someone who needs to be in charge. And so I feel like because you were born as the third daughter of a family and are five years younger than the next sister, it took you a very long time to get to the point of being able to be the alpha in situations. Um, And now that you've kind of begun to step into that, and like, I think that's one of the things that has been really important for me knowing about your human design is knowing to kind of to, to kind of like step aside and let you make the decisions because it's extremely important for you to make decisions. And for me, a lot of times I'm just making decisions because I don't think anybody else wants to. And because I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I need to, because I also have that gate of the leader. There's a part of me that steps in and just takes things over. Um, but I don't have the full channel. So in a situation where there's leadership involved, you are the one who takes control. And so having that understanding of us all working together, it's a very innate part of who you are. And that's why when you take over as a leader, you want everyone to be happy. And then you feel responsible for the happiness of the group because you are the leader of the group as well. So that has been one of the things that I think has really helped with our relationship as well. Yeah, I also think that's another reason why after our giant fight in San Diego, I started crying because the whole time I was like trying so hard to make sure Marley was happy with every decision that we made. I was like, are you sure? Like, do you want to do this? Do you, you know, like, and you know, you would say yes. So like, I was like, all right, let's do this. So I was like so devastated that I thought I just ruined everything that every decision that I helped us make was like so not what you wanted to do. So that's another reason why I started crying. Just, I think subconsciously that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, it's so important to me that everybody in the room is like happy with what's going on. It's just very, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So like, yeah, on our vacation, even when Kayla was like, I need to do this and you know, 
I need to do this. And I was like, okay, Kayla's just going to stay here. And now we can do something. And I was like, I really feel like I am like sometimes like a wolf. You know, wolves are like pack animals, you know. They're always like doing things together or one is hunting and one is staying with the children. And, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, you stay with so the kids much. and you go yeah. you go get some food and we're gonna go over here and play. <laughs> yep. We're oh, gonna guard the area. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a role that they enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Cause I love because that channel is called the channel of the alpha. So I mm. love that like wolf analogy. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Something I realized we haven't covered, um, Kayla, and I'd love for you to speak a little bit more on that, is, Kayla, you mentioned that you and Marley create a defined sacral and heart center. So how has that um, helped your relationship? So it's interesting. I think uh, we haven't really explored this too much yet. So I the the way that we noticed it, like, functioning for us when we were on the road trip was... Uh, it's actually very funny. Uh, whenever either Marley or I drove, so Sabrina could drive for six hours at a time without having a problem. She wouldn't complain. She was totally fine with it. Um, <laughs> Marley and I, neither of us have defined sacral centers. We could drive for maybe like two hours and then it was like I'm tired and I need a break and like (laughs) so we would like stop at like a rest stop and Sabrina's like why are we stopping and I was like I'm just I'm tired like I can't because we just didn't have to find sacral centers and there was this one time where Sabrina was exhausted she was like I just need to take a nap and so she got in the back seat because we had you know the two front seats it was one back seat and she got in the back seat and (laughs) and we start driving and it was like we could feel it. As soon as Sabrina started falling asleep, we started getting tired. It was like the (laughs) sacral energy in the car had gone to sleep and we could no longer function. (laughs) And so Marley and I, because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, we created a fine sacral center, so we should be able to stay awake. So I started us talking to each other. And when Marley and I were talking, if we kept talking to each other and we kept like communicating with our voices and staying connected, we stayed awake and it wasn't a problem. Like I would get excited about the conversation and we would keep going. And this is something that'll happen with Marley and I a lot where like even if we're both exhausted, we will keep talking. We'll keep going and because we both have defined throats and we create that defined sacral. So we create this energy that we don't actually have. But when we're together, we think we have this sustainable energy. So we just keep on going and keep on going. And then we'll get off the phone at 2 a.m. and are absolutely exhausted and like, what the fuck did I do? So in this moment, in the car, every time we tried to like listen to music, listen to a podcast, not talk, it was like, okay, now we're going to fall asleep and this is a problem. And like we had to stay connected vocally or it wouldn't, or it was not okay. So I think that a lot of times, and like I experienced this in my life in general, the thing that allows you to utilize a joined energy is being in communication, is like being in connection. So whether that means talking to each other, touching each other, um, like working on a project together, being in, you know, in collaboration, 
when you are in communication with another person, that's when you get to use this created energy together. Hmm. Marley, thoughts? Um, so, well, I had two questions. One was about the how we create a defined heart together. I didn't know we did that. And the other one was... Does Sabrina have a, a defined or undefined self-center? Sabrina is defined. Okay, because that's what, when I was talking about at the beginning about the strong personalities, I thought that that was probably where that came in to play. Yes. Yes. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Um so Marley and I create a defined heart center, uh, which is the ego center. So that's the center where business and money and power and uh, that kind of thing comes from. It's where that energy is created. And all three of us have undefined heart centers. Um, Sabrina and I actually have totally open heart centers. Uh, so we do not create willpower is essentially what that means. None of us do. Um, but when Marley and I are together, we do create that energy together. So it's the same kind of thing where it's like we think that we can accomplish things together and we can like find the will to do it. And then as soon as we're not together anymore, it's we're just no longer interested. Um, <laughs> I think that has that's why we don't do a lot of projects together. Um, <laughs> but we'll have like business talks. That's something that I've noticed with us is we'll be able to like talk through business things and come up with ideas together um, and then take those with us into the rest of our lives. Yeah. Kayla has, <laughs> Kayla actually was like, I need to talk to you about business ideas because in our human design, it says that this would be good. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, but I don't really have any business ideas. But then like we just started talking and then we started coming up with these ideas and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess they were right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then what was your other question? Oh, we were, you were asking about the self-center. So Sabrina and I both have defined self-centers, which means that we are both very clear on who we are um, and what our identities are, whereas Marley has an undefined self-center. So she will often take on the identity of the people around her. Um, and in certain situations, it can feel kind of overwhelming to be absorbing so much identity energy from other people. So I, I feel like that's where that kind of like that resistance to speak up, that resistance to stand up for yourself, because when there's so much energy in a certain space and you can feel all of it, that can just be very overwhelming. Um, so I feel like maybe it's more like an overwhelm thing where since we both have defined energy and Sabrina and I also both have defined spleens and defined root centers. Um, so we create a lot of grounding energy. So I can imagine that it could be difficult to be bombarded by so much energy, um, especially because and like this is something I've had some people asking me about, about how you use your energy, how using your energy is affected. And I think this plays into epigenetics and the idea that the way we are raised can often play into how we use our energy. And so since we were raised in the same house, I feel like Sabrina and I probably use that energy in a similar way. 
So for someone who has that space undefined, it could be just a lot to take in because it's two very similar energies coming in at the same time. That could also be part of why the feeling of being teamed up on too is that really yeah. strong energy from both of us as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult because especially as kids, like it's important for us to stand our ground. It's important for us to understand like this is who I am and this is my truth. And so it it can be very confusing. And I think that's this is I believe that we are all put here for a reason. And I think we were born into this family for a reason. And I think that we were put here together to learn each other so that we are able to learn the things we need to to move forward in our lives. And I think that the way that we were placed was not an accident. And this is the the journey that we are on. You know, Sabrina and I have both always been on the journey of needing to stand our ground for who we are and being true to who we are and the energy that we bring to the room. And Marley has had to figure out a lot of learning solitude, of learning how to remove, of learning how to take space, of learning how to stand in her own power by herself. I think we are learning these lessons because of the people we were brought here to be and because of the people that we have gotten to grow up around. Well, I hope you guys have taken um, a lot away from talking to each other about your human designs and your sisterhood here on the podcast. Um, Thank you both so much for joining and uh, Sabrina and Marley uh, joining Kayla and I and talking about your, your relationships as sisters. Um, It's been really enlightening. I really, I've always wanted sisters growing up and I wish I had sisters growing up, but I had a little brother and that was not, not as fun. <laughs> Probably less fighting, but Aww. definitely not as fun. I always wanted a brother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me too. Well, I can tell I you it's a not, brother. it's not, it's not as fun as it looks. <laughs> no. Grass is always greener on the other side, right? So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, it really that is. is true. Yeah. This has been very um, healing and transformative. I'm really glad we did this. Oh, me too. Thank you for having us. Oh, and on that note, thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time.